The Production Expert Podcast is brought to you with the kind support of Arturia, Avid, Source Elements, and RSPE Audio Solutions. Welcome to the Production Expert Podcast. I'm Julian Rogers. In this week's edition, I'm joined by Ashaya and Siobhan Anderson. We're going to be comparing three of the most well-known DAWs and asking, uh, does your DAW do this? Um, welcome, Siobhan. First time we've met. Um, I think before we get on to anything else, um, just get, t- tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, I am a music producer and audio engineer and Ableton advocate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm Shia uh, at Point Blank uh, Music School and also a studio that I worked in uh, in London called Notion Studios, um, where I was an audio engineer and I currently work from my home studio. Excellent. Well, that certainly gets us started. Um, so, I mean, this uh, we, we happen this week to be talking about just our, our DOWs of choice. So, in a shared case, that's uh, mm, that's Roger. Logic. In my case, uh, it's Pro Tools, and uh, in your case, well, it's um, it's Ableton. That happens to be just based around um, you know uh, who who is is available to come on a podcast this week. If this goes well, we might even try it again with a different DAW. You never know. Yeah. Although, although I expect Pro Tools would be wildly overrepresented if I'm on all of them, so we'll see how that goes. But they're the three we're talking about. So, um, uh, I mean, that, they're the ones that we've covered. Actually, I mean, this would be an interesting one to start us off with, actually, is um, we could maybe talk about our kind of like origin stories on our, on our DAWs. So, Siobhan, I'm going to go to you first off. Um, how and why have you come to be using uh, Ableton as your DAW of choice? Sure. Um, so I started music production probably about 12 years ago and I started it as probably many people do on GarageBand and it was just literally to record my own audio as a songwriter and a singer. I just wanted to kind of have a basic setup. Um, I kind of quickly grew out of that and I briefly touched on Logic um, for a short period but I think my inclination towards electronic music kind of geared me in the direction of Ableton. It was just probably more to do with the fact that you hear the producers that you love and you respect referring to Ableton quite a lot. Mm -hmm. I think the software itself is just generally kind of geared towards, um, but not exclusively geared towards, but uh, electronic music does certainly seem to be um, where it shines. And certainly there's a big uh, genre divide in the school that I studied at. You either have to choose Logic or Ableton when you start. Yeah. Um, so I chose Ableton, and so there's a bit of a rivalry that goes on there, um, but that was kind of what I stuck with at that point, and uh, I haven't really looked back since, to be honest. So you mostly produce uh, sort of EDM electronic music, right? Yeah, certainly more alternative genres of uh, electronic music, a lot of kind of um, kind of dubstep, breakbeat, trip hop, and lots of kind of different things really, but yeah, I think the common ground there is certainly... Um, the electronic theme rather than kind of band music or live instruments, that type of thing. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Same question to a share. So come on, Logic, how did that happen? I mean, I'm an Apple user in general, and I like the sort of simplicity of the product. So that was a win for me. I have to admit, when I looked, when I took a first look at Ableton, I just thought it looks really, really busy and it kind of gave me a headache. <laughs> I don't know about you, Siobhan, but... Um, I've heard that been mentioned before, actually. <laughs> yeah. There was just something about logic that just felt really simple and intuitive and, and cool. And also tutorials on the subject, because I first sort of studied music production, looking at YouTube tutorials, and everyone was using Logic, and I thought it's simple just to download that and uh, start working, to be honest. What about you, Julian? 
Uh, well, I mean, with with me, I th- I'm not quite sure how I uh, in the in in the sort of late '90s, probably um, Pro Tools wasn't really available to try. Uh, mm. It was it was it was there was a significant barrier to entry. You had to buy a hardware system, and it was with the release of uh, of Pro Tools Free. I'd heard of Pro Tools. Um, Pros seem to use it. It's that kind of like you know, industry standard argument that kind of wears a bit thin. It's 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 sort of nonsense, but it's there. Um, and there was a there was a, a, a limited to eight mono tracks only version of Pro Tools that was given away for free called Pro Tools Free, and I tried that, and uh, I just kind of liked it. And I was I'd been a, I'd been a Cubase user before. I'd always struggled with it. Um, back in those days, um, I was on a fourteen inch CRT monitor. Mm. Um, so that that's not a lot of that's eight hundred by six hundred pixels, and uh, in in Cubase it seemed to me that every time he wanted to do something, a new window opened, and I was always kind of like fighting through windows to see what was going on. I really liked the mix window or edit window thing of Pro Tools. That's probably what started me off with it. But uh, yeah, it's I think it's the first one you get to know well is the one by which you judge all the others. Yeah, because you're always looking for how do I whatever I know how to do in Pro Tools in this. So it's it sets your landscape. I mean, with in terms of barrier to entry, Logic has a barrier to entry as well because you need a Mac, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas Ableton, I don't think there is a particular barrier to entry. As far no, as I know. you can get started straight away, which is which is good. I mean, you certainly have to have um, a reasonable spec computer to to for it to function. Uh, in its ideal manner but mm. yeah and that is Windows accessible and there's a free version and everything so you can just get started straight away which mm. is great Siobhan something I, I, I'm of the opinion of and I'd like to know whether you agree is that it strikes me as if uh, people who use Ableton kind of tend to do a lot if not most I don't know where, what word to describe how much it is of the work they do using just what comes with Ableton they seem to stay within Ableton mm. a lot Stop plugins. is that something yeah. you recognise? Um, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, the capabilities of the software go very, very deep. I mean, I myself, I produce, I record, I mix, matter, all the kind of post-production stuff as well as performing, you know, you do live performances on there. Mm. Um, so you've got that capability and also even um, audio to video stuff as well. I know that the other two also have that capability, but I actually really like the way that Ableton's kind of functions. I actually choose to use that as a video editing software as well. Um, so yeah, you can kind of stay in that one DAW, um, but yeah, admittedly, from working in studios across London in particular, it's the last door you will see in a studio. And some do have a an Ableton version, but it usually tends to be Pro Tools and Logic. Yeah. Um, so I'm not too sure why that yeah. is, but I would like to think that because of the capabilities, that one day it might be considered. It does surprise me when I see people recording audio, kind of just like linear multi-track in 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 Ableton. You can do it. Someone who I I always notice who does it is uh, uh, I must get his name right, Paul Davids, uh, Dutch guitar YouTuber, very very good, and he just like records guitar into into Ableton. It's like, well, why wouldn't you? Of course you can. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It does. Um, actually, something else about Ableton is that we're talking about Ableton, but we're not talking a show. We're not talking about Apple. You know, I mean, Ableton's the, the company, that the product is live. I'm correct in that, mm. aren't I? Mm. Um, and, Ableton Live, yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, but everyone seems to call it Ableton for some reason. Um, so the, um, it's the live performance aspect, actually, is the thing that, mm. that the experience I have with it, that's what I've done with it. I remember years ago trying, uh, spotting the tap tempo button 
in the mm. UI and going, oh, that could be cool, and then trying try jamming with a uh, with a drummer and a couple of people and, and trying it out and it not really quite doing what I wanted. But as I understand it, you can now have that uh, that thing of uh, having your DAW follow a live drummer actually in a meaningful way rather than having to kind of <laughs> manage it and kind of nudge it into time, um, which for me, if that had been around years ago, I think I mm. might possibly have gone another direction. Ever wondered what it's like to mix an entire album for Kanye? Or layering vocals for Chris Brown? Join your hosts Cash and G every fortnight as we sit down with some of your favourite artists, producers and engineers to talk everything music. Brought to you by Avid Pro Tools. That sounds great. I mean, Pro Tools has traditionally sort of excelled with audio recording and audio editing, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's something it would be interesting to know. What's that like in Ableton for you, Siobhan, to, to record and comp and that sort of thing? Sure. So this is where I have to confess. Um, it may be <laughs> partially due, due to the conditioning of working in studios and things like that. But when tracking a band or live vocals or anything that requires a lot of layers, I do just go to Pro Tools. Um, okay. To be honest, the, the software is just perfect for uh, that. But... Uh, especially on the latest version of Ableton, there are some new features in that try and replicate to an extent the the capabilities that you do get in Pro Tools with the stacking of the audio lanes and things like that. But I have tried to use it, um, but it's just in terms of you know what you know and what you're used to. If ever I have a big job like that to do or work on, okay. <laughs> I go straight to Pro Tools. But I don't know what that's what that says really about Ableton's kind of design and functionality around that particular element of production. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. like it would have particularly great capabilities in that in that respect. But um, so we should compare Pro Tools with uh, Logic then. Pro Tools with Logic. Well, I mean, Pro yeah. Tools is better. So can we move on? More? <laughs> <laughs> but Pro Tools does have auto. Automatic take folders. Sorry, Logic has automatic take folders. Does Pro Tools have that? Well, I don't know what an automatic take folder is, so you'll need to explain that to me. It's basically, um, as you do a take, it creates sort of underneath a folder that drops down and you can then select, um, for example, a part of the take that you like and just swipe across. So is this like playlisting, alternate takes? Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. I mean, yeah, you, can, you can do that in loop recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can set it up with a preference so that it will create a new playlist per loop cycle. But is it automatic? Is, uh, you have to turn it on. This is what you'll mm-hmm. find with a lot of stuff in Pro Tools. But, I mean, playlisting and managing of alternate takes in Pro Tools is very mature, and it's something it does really well. You do need to get to know it, though. But the comping, that it, before they brought in the comping view, it was, a, it, was, it was there, but it was kind of not intuitive. But since then, easy as. And, I mean, it will do things like uh, numbering of... Uh, of playlists if you create a track when you've already done three alternate takes then it'll call the first uh it'll append that that take with 04 just like the others you don't doesn't mix it up and stuff and it's little things like that that make it kind of like oh yeah people have used this and find mm. out the snags you know um one thing i like about logic though is it has automatic crossfades which is quite handy i don't i don't think Pro Tools has that, as far as I can remember. Quite possibly not. Like I say, it's 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 slightly more manual process doing stuff in uh, in, in Pro Tools than, than it is in Logic, to my mm. experience. Mm. This is something that I like, though. I mean, it used to frustrate me using Logic that um, uh, if you create a send, uh, it'll create a, a return track automatically. Sometimes you don't want that. So things like that. This is where if I say something, oh, Logic does this. If it doesn't do that, correct me because I really don't know it very no, well. No, but, you know. but I actually quite like that, to be honest, because it's so simple. 
But what if what if you're using it for something other than uh, uh, than uh, something you'd want to return for? Which there are cases. And anyway, we're going into the weeds, and we're also Mm. not talking about Ableton very much. No. So (laughs) So let's let's get off uh, comping. Let's get off standard fight between Logic and Pro Tools. (laughs) Achoria has a wide selection of software effects, including three compressors, three filters, three preamps, and three delays you'll actually use. The latest release, three delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay Memory Brigade, and the unique and experimental Delay Eternity. A bundle of selected effects called the AudioFuse Creative Suite is included with all AudioFuse audio interfaces. Visit Achoria.com to find out more on the effects you'll actually use. I imagine it's the same with Ableton. Have you tried time stretching and flex time, that sort of thing? Yeah, I actually think that's one of the parts where Ableton kind of shines pretty strong. Is it's okay. warping and things like that. It was um, kind of there first, wasn't it? I mean, that's... yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's um, what set it apart initially. It's certainly what a lot of people mentioned to me when they're maybe users of other DAWs. Yeah, the first version, that, yeah. was the, that was the killer feature, yeah. That's kind of like their selling point, right? So, yeah, that's I mean, and that's I use a lot. I use a lot of, um, you know, I work through a lot of samples and things like this as well. I've got my own sample library that I'm often trying to refer to. And kind of within a project, you can you have that kind of live playback of other samples and things and you can go through the library very easily and it plays it in time. Um, it's, it's actually, it's, in terms of kind of creative efficiency, I would say that's probably where it may be my favourite feature of Ableton and certainly the one I use mm-hmm. on a daily basis. So how many steps does it take to sort of, you know, time uh, a vocal? For example, with Logic, we have flex time and you choose the algorithm and then you can just sort of move... Uh, the little sort of arrows depending on onto the grid yeah which is pretty simple and pretty straightforward yeah it's also a very simple process you know you have um, a little grid that the audio comes up on you can drag and drop it around and the time you can create your own warpers or they have a lot of presets and things you can use if it's something that's a bit like more straightforward like a percussion or something like that that you want it to be in time um, certainly if you're using audio that has been at a different speed say and you're bringing it into a project which is slower or faster that process is extremely quick your, your vocals can line up pretty much immediately by just entering the BPM of the original audio mm. it's just things like that which are extremely fast and uh, hassle free um, which I've tried to use and I think it was Logic actually a few years back I had to do a project in Logic and, and I, I struggled with that but again it's probably just dexterity with you know your understanding yeah. of the de- of the DAW um, yeah. but I, I did struggle a little bit with getting that kind of as accurate in Logic uh-huh, uh-huh. And Julian, what about um, in Pro Tools? Well, um, the Pro Tools equivalent of flex time is Elastic Audio. Um, yes. it, would, it got there after uh, after um, Logic did. Uh, I think Logic f- um, flex time existed before by some degree and, and certainly way, way after um, Ableton. Um, it's, a, it's a good system. Um, and it's, I, I think they're all kind of like pretty similar to be honest the details of the workflow change but this that's a really good example of someone invents a technology it propagates across everything just because it's like oh we need that the good thing actually is just that um uh, i mean there was a lot of debate about exactly when and how to use it and um the thing about uh, about elastic audio is that it's it's a complementary uh, alternative to ways that have existed for a long time for example if you if you're trying to um, time correct drums then mm. you've got uh, the not particularly easy to get to grips with first time 
Big Detective, uh, or you've got uh, Elastic Audio, and they work differently and they have different strengths, and certainly for drums, that's really good because all you're doing is you're just chopping up and it's a, it's, it's just a, a macro for uh, conventional editing. So because of that, you don't end up with all that horrid smearing of transients and nonsense that can happen when you're, when you're dealing with that kind of stuff. So uh. Yeah. I mean, talking of drums, are there any decent sort of drum samplers in Ableton? Um, I can imagine there are. Yeah, um, there is, I would say, an exceptional amount of options in terms mm. of sampling. And they've got a number of samplers, actually. They have uh, one called the Simpler, which is its simplest form. If you're just using one clip, one audio clip, and you're just dealing with very simple instructions. Actually, I say simple, it can go pretty deep with the, just one audio file. Um, they've also got a kind of more advanced sampler, which is probably more akin to something like Contact or something where you have that great kind of endless scope of possibility. Mm. Um, then they also have have something called the drum rack which is kind of more similar to the kind of MPC kind of gridded layout where you just input your sounds and you don't have to exclusively use it for drums but it's super handy um they also give you a ton of samples like when you download Ableton you get a lot of samples anyway uh-huh. Um, but you also have access to through the, I mean I haven't actually done it myself but I know you can actually download a hell of a lot more uh, samples and things so to get started you can really just go straight away with with a good you know you've got good drum sounds available they've got kind of MIDI instrument kits as well um, mm. things like that so if you know if you didn't have any of your own sounds it's all there for you and it's all pretty easy to use and um, yeah I would say the flexibility across the sampling is is amazing actually mm. Mm. so I mean this is this is somewhere where I should probably keep very quiet just because uh, Ableton and, and Logic have both <laughs> both got sampling options that just that just aren't really there in Pro Tools at the moment. What, what but, do you have in Pro Tools? Well, I mean, it, an equivalent to that kind of MPC style thing, you've got the uh, um, Groove Cell uh, with relatively new instrument, which uh, which is does a great job of that kind of uh, drum machine approach. Uh, uh, it's 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 good um, in terms of uh, a standard sampler. Um, the well, I mean, structure free is still available, but it's it's looking its age. It really is. Um, so you know, it's it's some it's something that we we could we could do with some uh, a refresh with because I mean we have Playcell, which is this new instrument, but that's that's yeah. not a sampler as such. Um, it's a sample playback module. So yeah. you know, um, so yeah, it's 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 somewhere where it's that's a bit of a gap. Uh, obviously, in Logic, you've got the uh, is is it. Easy Sampler or something it's called, or the, the, the simple one? Well, we've got Sampler and we've got um, Ultra Beat as well, which mm. I use a lot, which is quite kind of handy. It's a step sequencer, um, but it allows you to sort of drag and drop samples, change the pitch, velocity, um, and yeah, just kind of lay down beat ideas really quickly, which is, is what I use it for mainly. And it has to be said, is a UI nightmare. Um, oh really? <laughs> do you get on with it? Because I mean, it just I, gives me you know a headache. What? It's been there from the dawn of time, and I quite like it. Well, you've I also used... got EXS twenty four, and that really has been that, there since the dawn of time. That has been there, <laughs> but it's actually changed. Um, we don't have it anymore. It's it's now just sampler. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, in, in new... that case, I withdraw my earlier statement. Mm. But I mean, I've I have used the uh, simpler in Ableton. So the thing I always look for in any kind of straightforward sampler sampler as opposed to kind of something that's more geared towards, you know, um, complex, multi-sampled, you know, um, uses, I, I really like just being able to quickly assign and modulate the sample start and end points. 
And you can do loads of great fun stuff with that. I've lost afternoons to doing that. And it's surprisingly difficult to do in most software samplers that I've tried. I mean, I remember figuring out how to do it in, in contact. And it really, it, it wasn't like, hey, you want to do that, there you go. I had to kind of, uh, mm. it was a long time ago, admittedly. But Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with drums is I like to, because when, when I come up with an idea, I usually have the chords first. And then I want to get the beat down as quickly as possible, mm. which, which is why Ultra Beat is pretty good. Um, even if I don't like the the initial sound, I've got the the main kind of vibe, the groove, and then I can change, you know, change out the the sample sounds, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is, that's for sure. That's something that, um, I think is is definitely handy to any producer. You just have that impatient. You want to have something that's accessible and there for you to use straight away. Um, yeah. I would say yeah, same with Ableton. I can definitely vouch for that. Um, with the with I would say probably the drum rack is the great because they have the hot swap function as well so you can drag all your sounds in from wherever you want to take them from Uh, and yeah if you have your beat and you don't particularly want to be messing around with the programming again you can just exchange that sound for another sound uh, and kind of trial it as you go which is nice Nice. That kind of on-the-fly thing, I mean, I, I feel like we're not really getting to the point here just because considering um, Ableton invented the non-linear, as far as I'm concerned, invented the, the non-linear kind of a grid-based approach to with the, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and then uh, we have live loops in, in Logic, which happened yes, yeah. last year, was it? Mm. Or a bit longer ago than that? And just very, very recently in Pro Tools, we, we've got um, Pro Tools Sketch. And, you know, it's it's all coming around. I mean, this is the place where I think we, Ashe, uh, you and I both have to kind of like defer to, to um, live at least a little bit. Oh, in yeah, In terms absolutely. of kind of like, yeah, great idea. We love that so much we stole it. Yeah, but, pretty much. <laughs> but, you know, you could say the same about, about all DOW stole, mm. stole the arrange page from Cubase. I mean, that's not, in, that's not yeah. shots fired, you know what yeah. I mean? The Production Expert Podcast is made possible using Source Connect Now from Source Elements the free way to record high-quality audio over the internet. Need to record an interview or a podcast like this one remotely? With Source Connect Now, you can. Using a Chrome browser, you'll get ISDN-equivalent quality audio without the need to install any additional software. Register for your free account at now.source-elements.com. Um, something that I really liked when I was investigating Ableton years ago, when I first kind of started to play with it, um, was the fact that you could have a clip that just had automation data in it, didn't have any content in it. Mm. That's a yep. cool thing. I'm not aware of being able to do that in the alternatives. I haven't tried the Logic one, actually, so I should probably... Uh... I just like that because it's thorough. You know, I thought, actually, that's cool, just because then you can have the same sample or whatever it is, and then you can just do different stuff to it and trigger that, and it'll affect the other. And it's it all ties together in a really nice way. So, um, yeah, yeah definitely cool. kind of like, uh, yeah, nice one, Dave. <laughs> There's also, in terms of drums, um, there's Drummer from Logic, which is really cool. You can sort of select a a live drummer. And I use that a lot for sort of adding realistic, you know, in quotation marks, style drums Mm -hmm. to to the tracks that I've produced. Do you have something similar in, in Ableton? Nothing quite like that exactly, um, but there is a, a function called, um, well, they've got the grooves in the groove pool, which is a kind of MIDI function that you can apply to either MIDI, MIDI or audio. Mm. Um, so they've got a groove pool that you can apply. Um, so there's things like velocity, timing, and quantized uh, amount 
options available. Uh, so you can either have things exactly set to a particular, I don't know, samba timing or whatever you wanted to choose. Or you could extract a groove from a break beat that you like, for example, and save that in your groove pool, then apply that to another kit. So that's probably the closest thing um, that Ableton offers in that respect. And it's, it's, it's actually brilliant how it works. Um, it's not always perfect, when you're, especially when you're extracting from an audio source. Um, but it's it's good and, and it certainly makes things tight across projects and mm. things if you're using it. And can you get realistic drum sounds from that? Or? Um, so the, the drum sounds not so much. I think you're, you're kind of left to your own device a little bit more in the kind of sound finding front with Ableton. Okay. I think that's kind of part of it. It's kind of you're expected to kind of maybe put together your own sounds a little bit more. Um, but there are some kits available. It's just something I don't really use very often, certainly. But um, I remember when I first was introduced to the programme, thinking that the drums didn't compare very well to Logic in that right. respect, in terms yeah. of kind of more band sounds, things that are, yeah, things like maybe pop music or, or rock music or things like that. It wasn't quite as... Um, it wasn't as immediately gratifying in that right. sense because I think yeah. logic is really nice in that respect. It especially is, if yeah. you're a musician and a writer, you've just got that kind of band feel going for you straight away, which isn't really there in Ableton. It's a little bit, it's a little bit colder, eh, but it's not. It, it can you can you can do a lot with it still, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. No, but this this drummer is I use it all the time, pretty it's much. Great, if that I'm doing one, sort I of remember a, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Adding fills and it does sound really re realistic. So. Um, in Pro Tools, do you have something, anything similar to that? Or? Oh, you can you can use something, but as, as standard, no, there's there's no drum VI as such. Um, okay. There's, um, there used to be the old Air Instruments, and there was a thing called Strike that was kind of all under the Digidesign group. That's a long time ago now. Um, but, I mean, it's, it is... I, I would say that something certainly... I mean, when I used to, when I used to run courses, um, uh, audio courses, and... Uh, an awful lot of my students were completely into into logic and a lot of the reason why was because i think it was at version 7 they just rolled in all of the um uh, all of the instruments in and the and the offer for kind of you know one of the better word toys that you got <laughs> with with logic was just way better yeah. than the competition and, and that's kind of what someone just first coming in they just want stuff to play with you know mm. um which you know i in my kind of like rather sort of like self-denial frugal ways like no you must learn difficult things first and you know and um, obviously try saying that to an enthusiastic 17 year old who wants to make some beats it's like kind of yeah good luck with that you know well so exactly. you've got to get out of your system yeah, yeah. Really and even is. if you're doing sort of orchestral music they have a selection of strings um horns that sort of thing to get started with which is is cool There's, there there is uh, th there is um more stuff that, that's that's changed recently and it's a work in progress in pro tools i mean something that they're doing with these new cell instruments which have been around a couple of years probably is play cells interesting because they've got matt who's kind of like head of audio content i think it is avid um who uh and play cell and play cell at the moment you know i mean it came into an okay all right you know it's an instrument whatever but i mean it was replacing um uh, expand which has been around forever you know it's great for what it was but it's you know it, it's it's not a new instrument the point of difference there is that um is that it can be expanded so uh, yeah um it, that you can bring in new curated content into it via that which which is which is potentially really interesting you know just because you know it's not what you have on day one the offer will grow over time and it depending on how it yeah. grows so yeah yeah i mean my experience with uh, play cell is from sketch 
which of is, course, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's there's a few presets. It's relatively limited at the moment, but I imagine they're sort of um, yeah building on that. So. Which is which is my point. Yeah. At the moment, there's, it's it's uh, uh, it's fairly frugal. But the point is, it can, and and the idea is, it will grow over time. So you know, uh, depending on what they fill it with, you know, it, it could get very cool. Absolutely, Siobhan, do you have um, sort of uh, orchestral sounds in Ableton that you use? Um, yeah, so the virtual instrumentation um, again, it goes quite deep. Again, with Ableton, I think um, due to the nature of the program and it's geared towards you know that that ability to kind of start somewhere and, and kind of go very deep. So, in, in terms of uh, sound design, you can certainly start with one of their their kind of synth emulations. They've got a lot of analog synth emulations, mm-hmm. FM synths, yeah, um, wavetable, etc. They do have some orchestral instrumentation as well um, available. I, I've never been a big fan of the sounds available in there. I've never found that the the kind of more realistic quote unquote sounds to, to sound that realistic <laughs> um, myself. <laughs> but certainly for the more electronic elements, you've got so much to work with and you can you can go very deep. So if you were good at, at sound design, if that was your thing, I, I imagine you could probably get some pretty great sounds just from the functionalities that are available. But uh, with the presets and things, I, I've not come across any like anything that I would use it and if I was looking for a realistic sound for sure but that's not to say there aren't other packs available from live but there might be um, but certainly with what comes with the program yeah yeah Yeah. I mean the stock in in Logic is ES1 ES2 which you know can be programmed to get really cool bass sounds pad sounds that sort of thing Um, what about uh, Pro Tools Julian you're going to get annoyed with me because I can imagine. Oh, you, you're picking away at the... <laughs> RSPE Audio Solutions. Design, sell, and install professional audio and video equipment. Their team are available by phone, live chat, or email to receive and process orders. They have everything you need to build or upgrade your home studio to ensure you can continue to work from home. If there is anything they can do to help, Reach out or shop online at rspeaudio.com. Um, uh, as as for Pro Tools, what what you're asking about soft, software instruments or imitative yeah. sounds? Yeah, I mean uh, software instruments. There's uh, there's there's uh, there's an offer. There's 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 various instruments there that you can play with. To be honest, if you want something that's really good in Pro Tools, you, you're probably going to be looking at third party stuff. To be honest, but you know, I mean, uh, as part of the bundle, I do I do quite like Synthcell actually. I mean, it's it's very it, it's very stripped de- stripped back. But if you want a subtractive synth, great. The Groove Cell thing I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's various other things that you can play with that have been around that have been around for slightly longer. But you know, um, yeah. Um, if you, if you're saying you know which has got which has got the best software instruments stock straight out of the box between certainly uh, Logic and uh, and and Pro Tools, yeah, it's Logic. Okay, <laughs> as goes <laughs> as goes um, uh, Ableton. I I like the stuff that comes with Ableton. I like the interface, and we haven't really talked about the interface. We we shouldn't talk for too long because we are running quite long. But we should definitely get that. I like that kind of. It's there's no skeuomorphism at all in in that interface. It's got that nice clear flat interface and just stuff like um the the fm synth uh, the name of which escapes me but um Close. operator is it operator operator yeah 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 that love that 
you know absolutely yeah it's, it's great um and you can do a lot of stuff with it and i mean I've, uh, fm synths are places i tend to stick around because they can be a bit of a pain but Lots that one complex. i find very very <laughs> yeah. usable and yeah. you know i mean there's loads of other stuff i, I like that stripped back sampler i'm I, I like the the approach um and and like i've already mentioned things like clip envelopes and the fact that you can if you're clever i haven't tried it because i haven't had a um a recent version of uh of Ableton for a long time but the idea of being able to run in sync with a live drummer to me is really really interesting because that's still surprisingly difficult to do you know it's and what about things like reverb EQ delay that sort of thing that comes with um you know as stock in Ableton yeah 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 I I use their stock plugins regularly um I think uh, before we started recording, you'd mentioned how old the laptop you just replaced was, Julian. Uh, so I'm, I'm currently using a very old uh, mid-2012 MacBook. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been souped up on the inside uh, as, as far as it could possibly go. Um, so I, I, I've, I often have to kind of keep stick to the stock plugins. And I would say that their stock plugins are great. Uh-huh. Um, their reverb, probably the, my least favourite of all the kind of stocks that I would go to, but certainly their delays. They've got one called Echo as well. They've got lots and their distortions, things like that. They really just sounds great straight away. You wouldn't really have to resort to third party um, immediately with with Ableton just because it's it, it sounds brilliant. I, I really like the sounds of it. But again, the, the reverb perhaps is, is where that's probably the one I would use the least certainly yeah. I mean with Logic we have Space Designer which is a, a lovely one yeah convolution reverb which mm-hmm. is cool and it already comes with you know presets impulse responses all of that um, we have Chromaverb which is slightly newer which is pretty good I don't use it too mm. much um, but I really like Stereo Delay oh yeah it's it's very cool it sort of just allows you to sort of you know, cross feed between left and right and adjust the feedback. And it's really good for sort of, you know, EDM dance kind of music. Ah. Um, Julian, in Pro Tools, I imagine there's quite a lot to, um, it, to it, choose it from. Depends. In terms of- it gets slightly complicated with that stuff because, I mean, if you're, if you're what's described as not being off plan, if you've got a, uh, if you've got a current um, subscription or, or, or update plan, um, then you, you get a bunch of stuff. Um, which if you just had a perpetual license you wouldn't do uh, but yeah I mean the, the stock stuff there's uh, there's the, okay there's a, a reasonable reverb there's nothing wrong with um, uh, revibe uh, it's a mm. good kind of multi-channel capable uh, algorithmic reverb you get space which is a convolution reverb I don't use any of those things I've got I've got Seventh Heaven, Liquid Sonics. Why would I use it? You know, I mean, it's just that whole kind of thing of, and the same with delays. I mean, okay, you've got like mod delay and B. I really like sort of mungy delays, and you get a BBD delay, a Bucket Brigade delay from the guitar pedal selection stuff. That's really good for just kind of like you know bad delay, if you know what I mean, bad in the good sense. But I don't use that. I use Valhalla delay because i love it and it's brilliant and i've got it so you know i mean it's kind of like if you're talking to somebody who's got their kind of selection of third-party alternatives then what stock only really becomes relevant when you start talking about uh exchanging and sharing sessions with other people so i think that's something we should talk about before we before we move on so i would like to say in um uh ableton's the one i don't really know about but in terms of uh of uh, session exchange and stuff. Um, if you're sharing, um, if you're sharing stems or sessions with people, how what how straightforward is that? If you're a, a, a live user, Siobhan? 
um, sharing sessions. So there is a function on live that is called link where you can you can like in a live setup you can link computers well, and Pro Tools has it to too oh, okay, I win that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so um, I've never actually used it myself um, but I've heard of a lot of people using it particularly in a, in a live setting for gigs and things like that um, for, for sharing um, it's, it's it's okay I, th- I think Pro Tools is probably better um, but you know that's, that's Poss- maybe possibly. I mean, it depends yeah. exactly what you're doing, but you, you you have to do it yourself in Pro Tools, like you do with a lot of Pro Tools stuff. But there are lots of different ways of sharing what's on your timeline with other people who don't use Pro Tools. Right. Okay. What about mm-hmm. if you just want to share your session with? Is it is it like a monolithic or, or referenced system? If you sort of mean, are you sharing a folder with a load of files in, or are you just sharing one file that's got all the audio content embedded in it? Or how does it work? Yeah, folders with files, and you just make sure that you're. It's you also have to make sure that your samples are included. Um, it, there, there's certain process which isn't automatically doesn't automatically happen in Ableton, where it saves all your new samples into that project, so you can kind of get caught out. Uh, certainly, if you've if you've maybe moved the location of an original folder or something like mm. that, uh, and there's been plenty of times where I have shared projects with people, or people have shared projects with me. Often, where you open it up and there's just no audio available, yeah, it's yeah. an easy kind of a trick to fall that's into the with Ableton. Error. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. so that's that drum loop's still on your desktop, <laughs> and you're on their computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, so it has actually proven to be a little bit tricky at times, and it has been a little mm. bit problematic in that sense. Um, but as long as you know exactly, you know, you follow the protocol exactly, it's fine. But I think sometimes when people haven't done it before, it can be a little bit tricky. Just remembering mm. to have, you know, copying the whole uh, folder, for example, uh, sure. over um, rather than just the actual Ableton file for that project excellent so mm. p- potential pitfalls pro tools um it, it, save, save copy as as long as you check uh that you want the audio files to go with it you're probably good but it's you know i've seen many 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 people not do that so mm. you know it's, it's fine but what about logic show yeah i mean we have two options so you can save as a folder with all the you know the separate audio files or you can save as a session but i actually prefer saving as a folder and what i do is i just go into the um the project itself, select the unused audio, delete it so it's less heavy, mm. and then I do a save as, and then I just whack it over Dropbox or we transfer. Um, well, I just find that's the yeah, it's, it's the easiest way of working, and I, I also with the um, the actual sessions themselves, or sorry, the projects, not uh, sessions. They tend to be quite heavy, and I tend to save different versions a lot so okay. and this is yeah. where everything's in one container so there's just like one thing absolutely but, yeah. yeah 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 monolithic yeah. is how i describe it exactly sure, monolithic yeah. yeah excellent okay um I'm, i i get the feeling that we're running a little bit long so i mean that's been a really interesting sort of and, and mm. a pretty non-confrontational look around three different <laughs> maybe we can have a, a slightly more aggressive one next time okay but we should we should move on to a find of the week sure um, Siobhan, you've got a really interesting find of the week. Sure. I I, I stumbled across this artist um, just through a friend on Instagram, shared it to me. 
um, who is a sound and light artist uh, who uses the natural biorhythms of plants to create music and visuals. Um, and he's a kind of non-profit art- artist who's putting all the all the money he makes towards reforesting the world and things like that. So that's his big project. But I'm yet to actually figure out exactly what he's using um, to kind of get the audio extracted from the plants. Yeah, how <laughs> how does that know. happen? This is, all I've seen is I've got a machine. This is I'm trying to like dig, dig a little bit deeper and find out. Yeah. I'm so curious as to what exactly he is using to kind of translate uh, that audio. But the music is just absolutely gorgeous. I don't know if you've had the chance to check it out, but it's I so have. pretty. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so it's nice incredible. kind of modular sounding music. It's, it's just lovely. It's so, so sweet. So yeah. just a really interesting project that I thought was so worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Julian. just I'm just checking it out. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch oh. of people clearly at a festival all lying down in a big tent and I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very yeah. original. No, I like I like <laughs> it. Nice. I like I like the idea. Yeah. Okay. Um what's mine? Mine's oh, um uh, big expensive thing. So uh <laughs> um the uh, uh the people over at Harrison who have a a fine pedigree in making enormous consoles have have launched a um, uh, I think it's called a 32 Classic. It's um, it's not cheap. I'm not going to be buying one, but I'm really glad it exists. It strikes me as something that's kind of similar to, but a bit a bit more luxurious than uh, than the SSL Origin, which was uh, like a 32 channel um, analog console. Uh, a friend of mine's got one, and uh, it's it's a lovely thing. This struck me as interesting for all sorts of reasons. I mean, it's uh, it's nice to see it's got you know transformer balanced inputs and lots of stuff and uh and and actually um like line balanced uh, inserts and stuff you know i mean the kind of mm. things that it's easy to kind of shave off to keep the price down but they've kept them so they're clearly you know designing to a spec and not necessarily to a price it's also got a built-in dante interface which is something i haven't seen before and uh, it also uh, it's got some atmos atmos capable monitoring i think it was 7.1.4 uh, nice. monitoring okay. available I'm, I can't quite visualise how that would work on a straight up console but um, yeah I mean this is this is the joys of, of a proper console is that they're deep uh-huh. things that take some investigation but yeah that's the Harrison uh, 32 Classic and it's 75 grand so there we are Oh, wow. Well, yeah, absolute yeah. bargain. Exactly. Uh, Shay, what about you? What's yours? Um, yeah, mine's just the new uh, Lambda mastering plugin, which is basically the same as the website, but um, you can use in your DAW. But I was particularly sold when they said you can basically perfect your mix while you're mastering with Lambda, which, you know, hmm. is, is handy to do rather than sort of bouncing out and then mastering sure. and then going in to, you know, correct Oh, I, I can, I can, I can like feel that. lots of bad-tempered people going, you can't uh, do that. Yes. Mastering is a separate, but yeah, that's a whole, whole other podcast. So. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> that's all we've got time for with this week. So thank you to Cher. Thank you, Siobhan. And uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of the Production Expert Podcast.